It's been, a, it's been a long time, hasn't it? Until we planned our outside service. We should have planned it earlier in the year. I mean, we could have got rain a lot earlier. But we needed the rain. And it's so Texas, isn't it? <laughs> drought, 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 rain! Drought, 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 rain! I mean... <laughs> oh, well. We knew that when we got here. <laughs> if you're a guest visiting with us for the first time, my name is Mike Bishop. I'm the pastor here at Lakeway. And uh, we're glad that you're here with us. And... Um, like I said, it is our fall festival. We are in a series, though. Let me see if you know the name of the series. Deeper. Deeper. This is the last Sunday for Deeper. Thank you. Next week, we start something new, but more about that later. Now, there are no bulletins. There are no notes this morning, simply because we thought we'd be outside, and those things tend to blow away, so... Uh, I've got the scriptures will be up on the screen. So, Fall Festival and Coat Drive. Festival, you know, I I was thinking about festival. It's such an interesting word. It's an old word. It goes all the way back to the Latin for a festivus. And a festivus, if if you kind of chase that back to its origin, actually comes from the same word that we get feast so a festivus was actually a feast. A festival was a feast. It was a time of gathering together and, and having a feast and celebrating, which is really, you know, what we're going to do. You know, originally, you might not catch this, but I come from England, and we used to celebrate something called Harvest Festival in the fall. And the Harvest Festival was a time of celebrating, of giving, of sharing, and of Thanksgiving, it's actually where you get your Thanksgiving from. The very, the, the pilgrim fathers that came over, they, they celebrated harvest festival at the end of the f- harvest and somewhere along the line you renamed it to Thanksgiving, but that's the origin of it. Now back in those days in England, back in the old days, mostly it was rural. You know, people farmed. And at Harvest Festival, everyone would bring some of the harvest. And they'd bring it all together and they would have a big celebration and share the food. If you had a big harvest, you'd bring a lot of stuff. And you would celebrate a lot and you would share everything and you would give thanks to God for the harvest. That's what it was for. If you had a medium harvest, you'd bring a medium amount and you'd give thanks to God and share because that's what it's all about. If you had a little harvest, you'd just bring a small amount. But the same result. You, You would bring it, you would share, and you would celebrate with each other. And if you had nothing to bring, if your harvest was just no good, you'd come anyway. And you join in and you share and you celebrate. That's what it was all about. And even though they all worked hard for their harvest, they worked their, to raise their crops, to raise their, their animals, they still saw the harvest as a blessing from God. So Harvest Festival was a, a great big thanksgiving festival. And they were eager to share their blessings with other people. And, I mean, it's fall festival. That's kind of what I want to talk about this morning. We are at the beginning of what has become known as the holiday season. 
Who does not like the term holiday season? You're all good. I like the term. At first, you know, it was Christmas. I like the term holiday season because it comes from the word holy days. It is the season of the holy days. It is the season where we, we select different days to celebrate the goodness of God. So today we've got our fall festival. And part of the way that we celebrate the fall festival here at Lakeway is we have our coat drive. We look for, to, to gather coats and winter clothing and um, toiletries and all that stuff so that we can distribute them to people who are, who are in need. Then we've got Thanksgiving coming up. Just a month away, right? And we have a thanks giveaway here at Lakeway. Hungry souls will cook up a bunch of meals. We'll, we'll provide meals for people and go out and deliver them on Thanksgiving Day. So people get a full meal for their family if they're in need. It's just a great thing to do. Then there's Christmas. We've got the toy run. The Six Goals Motorcycle Club comes here with a bunch of other motorcycle clubs. And we've been doing this for years. And... Um, we distribute toys to people who are in need. Of course, you know, it's a motorcycle club. It starts at the church. It always ends at the bar. But in between there, there's a lot of good. <laughs> they raise a lot of money at the bar. <laughs> so true. We have it down to a fine art. <laughs> and then Living Nativity, where we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. So there's a lot of giving that happens at this time of the year. The Bible has a lot to teach about generosity and and right thinking when it comes to our stuff and how we live with our stuff. So let me ask you a question. Who likes to share? Any of you young people like to share? Come on up if you like to share. I I need you to help me with something. Just come on over here. No, no, just come over here. You like to share? Any of you guys like to share? Come on up if you, if you like to share. I need you to help me with something. Do you like candy? Yeah. Oh, good. There's a bunch of parents right now going, no. And there's a bunch of elders thinking, this is a new carpet. <laughs> All right, here's what I want you to do. Take whatever you want. And go share some, okay? Take it out to the people. Be careful with that lady right there, because I know she has diabetes. Be careful with other people with diabetes. You are responsible for your own health. We are not responsible. So grab some and take it out there and share it for me. It's everywhere, it's everywhere. And when you're done, come back and get some more. See how quickly you can share it. You didn't know you'd be getting candy at church, did you? Like this church. Is he going to do it with money? <laughs> Have you given it away? If you've given it away, come back and get some more. If you gave it away, come back and get some more and give some more away. Did you keep some for yourself? You can keep some, come back and get some more, Kenneth. Give it away, get to those people out the back there. They want candy too. Did you keep some for yourself? 
You can keep some for yourself. I'm not your parent. (laughs) These kids are awesome, aren't they? Here's the truth. Thank you, kids. I'm going to get you to help me a little bit later on, too. Sharing. Why, thank you. Grab some for yourself if you want. Thank you, dear. Here's the problem. In reality, sharing is difficult for us. You like it? I mean, it it can be easily demonstrated. You, You don't have to dig too deep to see that sharing is difficult for us, and, there, and there's a weird dynamic. The more we have, you, you can keep whatever you want. <laughs> there's a weird dynamic that, that I've witnessed in life, and that you wouldn't have to dig too deep to, to discover this. The more we have, the less likely we are to share. You, you, you know, you see rich people that just want to get richer and richer and richer. They share some. I'm not saying that they don't share, but, but their money becomes their thing. And I, f- I find it so odd in the past that I know people who have nothing and are just so generous. Thank you. You're so kind. Did you get enough for yourselves? Thank you. We have to be taught to be generous. We have to be taught to share. It doesn't come naturally to us. I'm going to start with a passage of scripture in 1 Timothy. We're just looking at three verses this morning. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17, 18, and 19. It says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. So first let me put some perspective on this. You might not see yourself as rich. You might think, oh, this, this verse doesn't really apply to me because I'm not rich. You know, compared to Elon Musk or Bill Gates or um, Richard Branson, if I know my sisters are watching in England. You know, compared to those guys, we're not rich. But if you look at a global scale, there's nobody in this room who is not rich on a global scale. Now, you might think from a North American perspective, oh, I don't have two two dimes to rub together. It's very difficult for me to fill one of my cars. (laughs) And I have to use, you know, I've got the economy package for the TV. It's difficult for us. And this morning when I picked out my shoes, I only had three pairs to choose from. I mean, we're we're rich. If we live here, we are rich. That's just the way it is compared to the rest of the world. So this passage of scripture applies to us. It says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud, not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Now we have a natural survival instinct. Survival. 
we naturally want to take care of ourselves and take care of those who are valuable to us, that are close to us. That, that's absolutely natural. You see it all across the animal world. We, we have a survival instinct in us. We want to protect ourselves from shortfall. We want to protect our loved ones for sh- from shortfall. We don't want to be in need. So we naturally want to hold on to what we have that's natural to us. And worse, we often want to take what others have also. Because the more I have, the less I need. Now, we might not do it directly by stealing from them, but we find ways of getting stuff from other people. It comes naturally to be selfish. I mean, think about children. These children are great, aren't they? But, you know, anybody who is a parent, mine, mine, mine. He took, it was mine. He took my stuff. And you have to teach children to share, don't you? Does it come naturally to them? We, we have to teach them to share and not take what other people have. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud, not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable, their trust should be in God. So if you're taking notes, I didn't give you a note, but there's the first thing there. Generosity is rooted in trust. Who do you trust in? Are you going to trust in yourself or are you going to trust in God? Who are you going to trust in? And there are great benefits to trusting in God. Look at the last part of verse 17. This is another one of these passages of scripture for me. Last time I read Timothy, this wasn't in there. God has added it. (laughs) I I was reading it. I thought, I don't ever remember reading this verse. I just love the last part of 17 there. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. What a great scripture. God wants us to enjoy life. That's kind of a newsflash for a lot of Christians. God wants us to enjoy life. I mean, gosh, I wish Christians would get their head around this one. So many Christians and churches seem to gravitate toward legalism and guilt. You better be good or else. And in their desire to be good and prevent others from doing bad, which is where it really gets there, they... They instill a barrage of rules that just seem to make life miserable. We shouldn't dress that way. You can't dance. You can't watch movies. You can't play cards. You can't listen to that music. You can't hold hands. You can't do this. You can't do that. And and have this big list of things that you can't do. And the heart is kind of right because they're trying to stop people from slipping into sin. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. And if you do, oh my goodness, if you do, not only are you in trouble with God, but worse, you're called up before the leadership of the church. And you will be shamed, you and your family. That's not a very attractive 
advertisement for Christianity. I'm so glad that I've never been in a church like that, and this is not a church like that. So let me say it again. God wants you to enjoy life. Now, that doesn't mean that we throw out the rules and we have at it. Not at all. But if we truly trust in him, this is what God is teaching us here. He will provide all we need for our enjoyment. I love the word enjoyment. Enjoyment. It means to add joy to. I will give everything you need to add joy to your life. Is it hot in here? No? Yeah? No? Stuffy? A little bit? That no, doesn't matter then. <laughs> I set everything to heat last yesterday, so. To add joy to. Now, the flip side of that. Let's talk about the flip side real quick. Flip side of the ultra-strict church. Worldly culture teaches that enjoyment comes primarily in two ways. Party hardy. Woo! Or get, 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 get stuff. And those two generally don't mix well together because the party hardy crowd don't want to put the work in to get the stuff. And the get the stuff people don't want to waste time party hardying because I get more stuff. Our worldly culture tells us that these are the things that will bring contentment and joy. Now, let's get honest about this. I am not naive enough to say that's not true. Anybody been out on a good night out and had a great time? I have. (laughs) Anybody enjoy their stuff? I do. (laughs) So it would be a lie to say, no, you can't can't do all that stuff. But maybe there's a better way. So let's read on, verse 18. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. There's a world of difference between being good and doing good. And too often in the church, we like to focus on being good or not being bad. And that's where we put our focus. But if you read through the Gospels, you read through Jesus' teaching, 90% of his focus was on doing good. And some people might not agree with this, but when I talk with people who are struggling with things in their lives, you know, I've got this habit, I tell them not to focus on it. Focus on what Jesus wants you to do. And when you start focusing on what Jesus wants you to do, you're not focusing on this thing that you're not supposed to be doing. Giving it all your attention. Like, oh, I shouldn't touch that microphone stand. I just wish it wasn't there. God told me not to touch that. I want to touch it just because it's there. And, And you're focused on this. But when God tells you, no, I want you to do this, I'm not focused on that. There's a world of difference between being good and doing good. When you do good for others, you do good for you. It's good for your heart. It's good for your soul. It's good for your psyche. It's good for your spirit. This is 
the better way. And then in verse 19, he says, by doing this, they will be storing up treasure as a good foundation for the future so they may experience true life. Jesus said, I've come that they should have life and have it to the full. That's what I came for. If you want to find true life, if you want to enjoy life, give your life away. Don't live for you, live for God. Live for Jesus, live for the Lord. You will find life. If you're living for yourself, then you are responsible for your joy and well-being. If you're living for Jesus, then he is responsible for your joy and your well-being. Now, who would you rather be in charge of your joy and well-being? Hands up for me. Okay, no hands up. We've got one hand up. <laughs> Two hands up. Who would like God to be in charge of their joy and well-being? It's, it's a straightforward, pretty simple one, isn't it? You get more. By doing this, they will be storing up treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. If you want to find true life, if you want to enjoy life, give your life away. Don't live life just for you and what you can get out of, out of it. But it's rooted in trust. So let me show you what I mean. This came to me this morning. And there's a lot of scriptures that talk about being obedient with what God has given you. See, the problem with us, chocolate's a good example, isn't it? So I've got this chocolate here. This is God's provision. He says, have at it. It's yours. Do what you want with it. Now, typically, what do we do? Do you want some? Oh, through the rock. But this is what we do, isn't it? And then Jesus looks at us and he says, you know, you're going to make yourself sick. I can't trust you with that because you're going to make yourself sick. I know what you need. You need one of these. I could put two pieces of chocolate in there. Have at it. Are you going to be faithful with the chocolate or are you going to stuff your pants with the chocolate? Have at it. And if you're faithful with the chocolate, if God is watching you and you're like, wow, thank you. Okay. Maybe I'd give you one of these. Get a little bit more in that one. Are you going to be faithful with that one or are you going to stuff your pockets with that? If you're faithful with that, maybe I can give you one of these. If you're faithful with that, maybe I can give you one of these. Or one of these. Or one of these. Or one of these. Or one of these. And if you're really faithful, I'll give you this. Now, let me make sure that we're clear on this. Because prosperity gospel will tell you we're talking about money. Money. And the more faithful you are with your money, the more money God will give you. What do you think is in there? Do you want some chocolate? 
What do you think is in these bowls? It's not money. I'll tell you what's in the bowls. Love, joy, pace, pace. Love, joy, peace, patient, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And all of the fruits of the Spirit are what is in these buckets that God wants to give us. He says, if you are faithful with your love, I don't have to worry about your money. Because your life is driven by love. That will dictate your spending. That will dictate how you use your time. And the more love and the more love, peace and patience that you distribute to others, the more I will give you. You know what? I don't need the kids for that. Amy, you're taking notes. Look at that. Is she taking notes or is she faking? (laughs) A little bit of both. I don't need the kids for this last illustration, so... But I'm only going to be a couple more minutes. Let me close with this. I said I was going to close early. Live generously. But not just with your stuff. Live generously with your life. Be generous with your time and God will give you time. Be generous with your talents and God will increase your talent. Be generous with your treasures and God will increase your treasures. He will trust you with it. If you trust God, you will see everything that you have as a blessing from God. Your time, your talents, your treasures, they are gifts from God. They are blessings from God. And when you see these things as as blessings from God, it changes your heart. You become gracious. You become thankful. You have gratitude in your heart. And when you live with gratitude, you live with generosity because you see your harvest as a blessing from God. And that changes how you think about the harvest because now you're not giving stuff away. You're sharing what has been given to you. And that's a different mindset. It's not mine to give. I'm simply sharing what God gave to me. He said, here, have some love. Go share some love. Have some patience, go share some patience. Have some hope, go share some hope. You don't have to store up for yourself. You become a distributor. You don't have to have anything in your pockets because it never empties. You cannot outgive. And you will have joy, you will have contentment, and you will have gratitude. So share. Share your life. Share your talents. Share your time. Share your stuff. You cannot outgive God. We are in the season of sharing. But you know what God says to us? There's no season of sharing. This is it. 24-7. You live for me 24-7. I'll give you everything you need for enjoyment. You will be filled with joy. Amen? Amen.
Hector. I just want to make sure this is 11.17. So much I, for I want that on my permanent record, please. <laughs> is Sandra Bishop in the house? Come on up. Pastor Mike, come on up. So just a couple announcements, guys. Um, I know we talked about the weather in Lakeway on the Lawn. We are going to transform this sanctuary into Lakeway on the Lawn. Uh, we actually have food. And uh, we have the coat drive that's going to be going on. And I got a couple of folks on the right or left side of me due to the fact that it is our Pastor Appreciation Month. Amen? So on behalf of the congregation, I was going to say something funny. Sandra, this is for all that you do to keep him. No, I'm joking. Um, This is to both of y'all. This is for both of y'all. It's just a little token of this church appreciation for both of y'all. Give them a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, there you go. It's a week. It's a weekend spa for Sandra to get away, put all of her problems behind her. No, I'm joking. Guys, I hope that you got uh, a bulletin. We actually passed out some things. The first one is uh, activities for Lakeway. kind of gives you a better understanding when our services are, what's happening at Lakeway as far as children's church, um, our youth services, etc. If you're new to Lakeway and you didn't get one of these, raise your hand so we make sure we give you one of these. In the back, we actually have Lakeway events. So it's duplicate sides. And Lakeway events, the ladies have a Yaya sisterhood coming up. No, just a joke. It's called uh, Secret Sister. This has been an awesome ministry that I've seen the women do for the last several years. And uh, just to give you a little token of what they do is uh, all these women that want to be participant with this, they actually put their names into a drawing, and they're matched with another lady. They don't know who it is, and it's their secret sister. And throughout the entire month, they give each other gifts, They leave it at the table. If you see your name, you pick it up. It might be a token of just a a card lifting that person up. And then at the end of the month, there's a reveal. And I think it's just a great way uh, that the ladies have basically just supported and encouraged one another. And I think that's something that we ought to be doing every day as we encounter people, just saying, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm lifting you up. But awesome job, Secret Sisters. But that's coming up as far as the kickoff, November 12th. And you can see Sue Moore, Nancy, and uh, if you want to be a participant of that. Um, also have a movie night that's coming up on November 4th, which is an opportunity to come in and just enjoy a great movie, a family movie. Just an uh, awesome opportunity to come together as a church. Uh, Thanks giveaway, uh, parade of lights, toy run, everything that Mike mentioned, it's behind this card. Guys, keep this in prayer, but this is an opportunity to us reach out to the world, the neighbors around us, and invite them, encourage them to be part of something special. And as far as the living nativity, guys, be lifting that up. That is our Christmas tree to this community, our Christmas card to this community, uh, our way to saying, hey, this is what we believe in, and uh, welcome to Lakeway. If I can go ahead and have you stand up. Yep. Oh, go ahead. Oh, tithes and offerings. Come on up, guys. Sit back down. They don't let me do this very often. There's a reason. Don't be putting chocolate. In there. Don't be putting chocolate. 
You know, I love the message today. Uh, it's much more than ties. God, God doesn't need our money. He wants you. He wants everything that you're thinking about right now that's distracting you from him. And as that offering basket goes around, he wants you to just jump in and say, hey, God, I just surrender. It might be an illness. It might be uh, needing a job or whatever the case be. Whatever the case may be, uh, as that basket goes around, just uh, say, hey, God, I just surrender. Trust in you, knowing that you're going to take care of us. We'll go ahead and uh, open up with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Gracious Father.